Today on the Word of Truth Revealed, he gives us structure. Can the church say amen? This is how he's able to track us from an area of you. Because he, his people, which are called by his name, glory to God, they're going to set things in order as it relates to prayer. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, you're going to see humility. You'll set it in order. They will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and then turn from their ways, their wicked ways. And then I will heal here from heaven, forgive even your sin and heal your land. Now, all of us want the land healed, but it's out of order and it's chaotic. And when you look at God, when he steps on the scene and see things in case, let there be light. Once light comes, now we can see how things are out of order and he begins to put the structure in place. And now we can begin to move into the areas that he wants us to move in. 2020 is going to be a year of structure. Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses the ninth chapter of Luke verses 49 through 56 as the backdrop scripture for part one of the message, Come Into Focus. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But the scripture says the earth was without form. It was without form and void. And darkness covered the face of the deep. Darkness covered. When the scripture says that the earth was without form and void, it is basically saying that the earth is without focus. First thing God does as he's bringing order into the earth, as he's bringing structure into the earth, he must straighten out its focus. Before he can bring focus into the earth, Blurred as a result of the chaotic corruption, light is pronounced. God said, let there be light. And as light is pronounced, we see the earth now coming into focus. In other words, I need to see it before I can do it. I need to see it clearly before I can get it done. And for many of us, we've tried to get things, important things done without being able to see clearly. Without being able to visualize it from its beginning to its end. Our God is so keen as it relates to vision that he sees the end from the beginning. In other words, he's the kind of God that knows the end result before he gets you started in the process. What he's trying to do because we are eternal beings after him in Christ. He's trying to get us to learn how to see the end result before we get started. And that's why faith is so important. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Hallelujah. If you want a good report today, it's not because you don't get a good report because you got an A. You get a good report because you can see beyond the natural and you can speak the end result before you get started. 
I know you're sick in your body, but the end result is I'm healed by the power of his word. I can see myself walking into divine healing. Glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost on this. When you start a business, instead of saying, I know I got three years, I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain, you begin to decree and declare the end result. I am prosperous in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you begin to move toward the prosperity that you see even before you get started. When corruption is in your life, you say, I am forgiven in the name of the Lord Jesus and he has sanctified me. I'm walking in sanctification. When there's confusion in your mind, instead of going with the confusion and getting another blunt, you kick the blunt away and you begin to decree and declare that there ain't no fog up in my mind. I have clear thoughts and I'm moving. I'm renewed by the word of God. I ain't getting no amens on that one. Some of y'all don't want to get rid of your blunts, but I'm coming after it. There's a reason why God made me, raise me up in this region as a gatekeeper to this city. And he knew that you would come to hear this voice. He knew that you were assigned to this voice. And he wanted me to tell you, kick your blunts away. And pick up the cross. Can the church say amen? I'll leave you alone for a moment. Before God does anything, he brings the world into order, into structure, into focus. Because it's blurred. You need to be able to see before you can do. If you can see it, then you can work it. You can structure it. You can organize it. You can bring forth. You can establish it. Prolifically abound. Bringing things into order is a sign of maturity. Just bringing things into order is a sign of maturity. When it's untidy, when it's out, when it's chaotic, that means you're just an adolescent. That's what kids do when they get toys. Everything is everywhere. But as you start bringing things into focus, you put it in order. It's a sign of maturity. When revelation knowledge flows freely, it demands that we put things in order. You can't have revelation knowledge and be chaotic in your expression. You can't say God is working with me and nothing is in order because that's what he does when he works with us. He sets things in order. He gives us structure. Can the church say amen? amen. This is how he's able to track us from an area of you because he, his people, which are called by his name. Glory to God. They're going to set things in order as it relates to prayer. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, you're going to see humility. You'll set it in order. They will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and then turn from their ways, their wicked ways. And then I will heal here from heaven. Forgive even your sin and heal your land. Now, all of us want the land healed, but it's out of order and it's chaotic. And when you look at God, when he steps on the scene and see things in case, let there be light. Once light comes, now we can see how things are out of order and he begins to put the structure in place. And now we can begin to move into the areas that he wants us to move in. 2020 is going to be a year of structure. We're bringing it into order. We're bringing it into focus. Let's define focus. Well, let's talk about a world that's blurred. Even now, even though we have a government that is uh, pretty efficient, 
Uh, we have a major national debt that's growing even now. And we need to really watch that. A lot of people are looking to the government for leadership. But we need to look to God for leadership. But the world is blurred. One of the problems with David is when he counted his, his, he numbered his army. Now when David numbered his army, we do it all the time in America. Look at all of our rockets. Look what we have. But when David did it, it displeased God. I don't know why we won't read the scriptures. He said, because it's not your rockets that save you. It's not your chariots. It's not your horses. Amen. Before you ever threw an arrow, I went before you. Before you ever took your sling and put a rock in it and killed Goliath, I gave you accuracy. I took those smooth stones and I made sure that you had accuracy when you went against your giant. And if you think any way that you can beat the giants of this world because you got Patriots missiles, you need to understand something that you don't understand nothing about God. It is God that goes before us. It's God that protects America. It's God that keeps us in order. It's God that keeps your house in order. And let the church say amen. The world is blurred without structure. Think about it. Think about people that are unproductive right now. You see them all of the time. They got the best job. They have the best education, but not producing what they need to produce. Why? 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 Well, you, if you have, this is the best time in human history. Nobody is walking the middle passage. Nobody is walking barefoot to school. Nobody's feet are bleeding. Nobody's getting beat. Nobody's getting beat to death. Nobody. If anybody gets beat to death in America, whoever beats you is going to jail. Then why can't we take all of these resources and put things into place and make things happen? Why are we so... Because we're blurred. We're not seeing things clearly. I know you think you are, but you're not. Notice when a baby comes out, he comes out with his head first. Put your, head on, put your hand on the top of your head. Say, I'm getting my head out first. The world will say, get your feet out first. That's what the world says. I need to get my feet. I need to walk it. I need to get it done. I need to step. I need to move. I need to go to a new city. No, you need to get your head out. Even if you're in jail, if you get your head out, your body will follow. You can get out of jail and your head can still be there and you'll be confined in your movements. Oh, I'm going to get a divorce. I'm out of here. Well, if you, if you don't get your head right, even though you get out of that relationship, you'll wind up with someone just like them. Move to a different city. Go to the same kind of person. Find the same kind of nature. You got to get your head out first. I'm believing tonight God is not only going to correct vision and help us to see clearly get the blurred vision out, but he's going to get your mind right. Come on, lift your right hand up. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that thoughts, chaotic thoughts are leaving God's people even now. I come against the spirit of the enemy that's blurring the vision of God's people because of the thoughts that we have. And Father, I thank you for hot sinking us with your word and your spirit. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together and give him praise for that. The world is lacking focus. Lacking focus in our systems and in our consistency. There's some things you would outrun if you just learn to be consistent. Thank you, God.
So let's define focus. It means to bring something into focus. If something comes into focus or you begin or you bring it into focus, people start talking about it and pay attention to it. So anytime we bring a subject into focus, people will start talking about it. If you ever, ever, if you ever start getting yourself together and bringing things into focus, whatever you present, you'll start hearing people discuss it. Amen. Let me help you as well. When you start bringing things into focus, people are going to talk about you. Can you handle it? Now, a lot of you talk about me, especially when you go home. But could you handle you? You stand here and I give you the microphone and let me talk about you. And every once in a while, let me let you hear me talking about. Would you come back the next week and preach preach to the same people? How long could you last? 25 years or 25 days? When you start bringing things into focus, people are going to start talking about you. Not only the subject matter that you present. Most people babble. You ever been around a person that babbles? Gibberish, just chanting in a language. That kind of thing really bothers me. When I hear somebody just talking, just talking, never stop, just talking. Take over a conversation. It drives me crazy. What is babble? It's when a person is talking very fast or rapid, continuous, in a foolish, exciting, and perplexed way. In an incomprehensible way. You don't know what they're talking about. They just no kind of focus at all. Just talking about the world. Though I preach and many of you have come here tonight to hear the word that comes from these lips of clay. The fruit of my lips. At home I'm really quiet. I'm really quiet. My wife will tell you I kind of sit in my chair and she has to ask me. Actually, she has to ask me, are you still there? You all right? Because I'm not always talking when I'm home. I have to balance my life out. Why would I stand before you talk for an hour and then go home and just blah, blah, blah. Everybody will run away from me in my house. I can't preach to my family. I preach here. I have to shift and balance it out. Could you imagine a person talking all the time? You've been around them. You heard them. You smelt the breath. You know it. It drives me insane when people talk too much. Why does it drive me insane? Because I listen. It drives me insane because I'm listening. I'm attuned to what you're saying, but I'm looking for focus. Okay, where are you going with this? You're talking about this. You're talking about your mom. You're talking about your daddy. You're talking about your sisters and brothers. You're talking about what happened. But where's the fo- where are we going with this? It's been 15 minutes. I can't track nothing. I'm still listening now, and it's very frustrating when I'm listening to you and you're not bringing it into you're not bringing it into focus. Who's gonna follow you if you never bring it into focus? How long do you think a millennial, a kid is going to listen to you and you're not, make, you're not even making sense? It won't happen in the 21st century. Thank you, Jesus. That's why rambling is so frustrating. 
because I've mastered the art of listening. When I listen to a person who is rambling, it becomes very frustrating to me. One of the strengths in preaching is to develop an outline. Why is an outline so important? Because the outline gives us focus. It helps people to follow you or follow structure. Once you establish that you have focus and you're going somewhere with it, people will listen to you. When you're all over the place and people can't track you, they become deaf. And will turn you off even though they're sitting there nodding their head. But they just cancel your show. You never want that to be done silently and you not know it. If you listen long enough, you'll realize that people that babble a lot have no focus and no one, no one is really listening. They become unresponsive and even deaf. A life without focus. For the weight that's coming, the weight of the blessing that's coming to this church and to these members and to you in particular in 2020. You need to focus more on the framework of structure and order. Listen to what I say. For the weight of the blessing, because God is going to bless you in 2020. Let me say it again. God is going to bless you in 2020. But with the blessings going to come some uncomfortableness. If I bless you with luggage right now and you had you can only take the luggage to your car, the luggage that you can carry. then as you pack it on, trying to carry it all out, it's going to make you make some adjustments. The blessing is so prolific. This is the year where God is going to bless you. The kind of blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. Listen to what I'm saying. One of the reasons why he's resisted until now is because if he blessed you in 19, 2019, you didn't have the capacity to carry it. But in this year, as we move into a new decade, he's giving you through your trials and traumas the ability to align yourself and structure yourself and glory to God. Get some help and learn how to balance your life out with structure so you can handle the blessing that's coming your way. Spending money without focus leads to poverty. Going to college without focus wastes time. Raising a family without focus will cause them to disperse. Not knowing who they are when they leave the home. If you date without focus. When you're 20 years old it's okay. But when you're 40 years old and you don't know who you want. And every time you see a woman, you're whistling. We raised a monster. Especially in an organization. And that's why if you have focus, you would ask a thousand questions. Who's your mama? Who, who was your mama? Do you love your mama? What's your credit score like? Do you have your own car? Are you a man or are you a woman? 
What's your name? What was the name that was on your birth certificate? I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. You need to do this if you have focus now. You don't need to mess up getting working with people that ain't going nowhere. How many of you know you wasted too much time anyway? You don't need to waste another day, another year, another month. Dating without focus is wasting time. Discipleship without focus is no training at all. Ministry efforts without focus, without goals, waste time. Write it down. Principles versus perimeters. Every camera needs focus. Every camera needs focus. And every camera must discipline the lens to the priority that it's focused on. Right now, the cameramen say, I'm the priority. If they didn't know, if they didn't have focus, they would say, everybody in here is the priority. But right now, because I'm the speaker, I'm the priority. And those cameramen, are they have trained to focus on me. Are y'all listening? That's not sacrilegious. That's not uh, uh, the devil speaking. It's natural for the cameraman to focus on the one who's speaking. I have the priority. Now that cameraman can now focus on the audience and I'm up here speaking. Whoever's watching will say what's wrong with the cameraman. I'm going somewhere with this. Because some of you all are focusing on the periphery. And you don't know what's priority in your life. You're tracking everything on the periphery. What they did. What they said. What's going on in the community. Who's going to be having a party tonight. I don't like them. They don't like me. When is my time coming? Versus focusing on the principle. Glory to God. That has been set before you. And so the cameraman must discipline the lens. To the priority. Write it down. Anytime something shifts in your life. You have to refocus. Cameraman is on me. But if I shift. And move over there. The cameraman has to refocus. If I move closer to him, he has to refocus. And a lot of us want the blessings and we want issues, but the enemy sends out distractions. And if you're not careful, you stop looking at the priority and look at the distraction. And every time you shift, there has to be a refocus to get back on track. Oh, I got it, Bishop. I got my degree. What? That's all you got? Where is the discipline for the lens? Who's recalibrated you? Thank you, Lord. Because you can't trust your own eye when it comes to cameras. You need someone who can examine you. Someone who's watching it, saying, you know what? Your lens is dark. You need to open up the aperture. It's not taking in enough light. 
Right now I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at the word of truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1175. That's reference number 1175. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. The word decision means to cut off options. The root is scission, to cut. You make a decision, you need to cut off options. This is where I'm going. I set my face. I set my face. I'm going to college. Then military is not an option. I'm getting married. Divorce is not an option. I'm hooking up with Jesus. The world is not an option. Come on, it's a good place to clap. Everybody should clap on that one. I'm hooking up with Jesus. The world is not an option.